0: really think about what classes you're going to take. It is absolutely incredibly important. And what I would say, especially now with any high school courses, but our topic today, AP versus dual enrollment, is to know what your goals are. So we use that phrase, Lisa, right? Begin with the end in mind. But when we talk about goals this way, is for a family and a student, is your goal to save money? on college, is your goal to finish college faster? Is your goal to have more room in your schedule so you can take more classes while you're in college? Maybe a double major, a minor, making room to go on study abroad, things of that nature. Or is your goal to learn, you know, to to learn more things while you're in high school? Because that is a, a great goal and that can be part of it as well.
1: For many teens, the midpoint in the school year has them choosing the classes for next year and making decisions that can shape their academic future. Choosing between AP, advanced placement courses, and dual enrollment is one of those. These options are like two roads diverging in a high school hallway, and picking the right path can feel overwhelming. That's why we've brought an expert to help us get in the right direction. Julie Spack is a seasoned independent educational consultant with a wealth of knowledge and lots of experience helping students navigate these crucial choices. As parents, we all want what's best for our kids, especially when setting them up for success in college and beyond. Today, Julie will help us understand the nuts and bolts of AP courses and dual enrollment. We'll explore each choice's advantages challenges, and long-term impacts. Whether your team is a budding scientist, an aspiring artist, or still figuring it all out, this episode is packed with insights to help you support them on their academic journey. I'm Lisa Marker-Robbins, and I want to welcome you to College and Career Clarity, a Flourish Coaching production. Let's dive right in to a great conversation. Julie welcome
0: back to the show. Thank you, Lisa. It is always a pleasure.
1: Thanks for having me. We should say we had you on last year on a similarly related topic that I think people are going to want to go back and listen to that one too, but we're going to do a deeper dive today. So last year you were on episode number 54, High School Course Selection Tips with Julie Spack, where mm-hmm. we kind of looked at you know, courses as a whole, but I think we both walked away from that conversation going, you know what, one topic, or actually a couple topics that probably need a more of a deeper dive is people get into real quandary. Like, should they take advanced placement AP courses or dual enrollment DE courses? And so we're gonna get people some information so they're making wise decisions as they go into college co- or high school course selection on their college-bound journey.
0: Absolutely. I think it's super important. And this is the time of year, as you know, I think you're doing a great service for everybody to really think about what classes you're going to take. It is absolutely incredibly important. And what I would say, especially now with any high school courses, but our topic today, AP versus dual enrollment, is to know what your goals are. So we use that phrase, Lisa, right? Begin with the end in mind. But when we talk about goals this way, is for a family and a student, is your goal to save money on college? Is your goal to finish college faster? Is your goal to have more room in your schedule so you can take more classes while you're in college? Maybe a double major, a minor, making room to go on study abroad, things of that nature. Or is your goal to learn, you know, to be, to learn more things while you're in high school? Because that is a, a great goal and that can be part of it as well. So what I would say
1: is- our Oh, next- I want to I interrupt you for one sec. So you just referenced, and I forgot to say, you are one of our coaches in our Launch Career Clarity College Major and Career course. And so when you said, you know, we're always preaching the two of us begin with the end in mind we're talking about make those choices make the choice of the college of the major thinking ahead to when i'm outside of college what do i want to be doing so in this case i like how you're engineering that where you're like okay we're gonna put a twist on begin with the end of mind and we're gonna say when i'm in college are these course selection choices that i have Going to help me do one of the, that was a great menu of options that you just gave us. Mm-hmm. And so how do I, that's my end goal. Like, what is my end goal while I'm in college? And therefore, what choices make the most sense? So I wanted to be sure everybody knew you are part of my team. You're part of yours yeah. coaching. We've been together for more than a decade, just crazy. We Fantastic. love working together. So yes. as we think about that, before we dive into, you know, those, that nice pathway that you gave us, kind of a, a checklist for us. Let's get AP and dual enrollment defined yeah. because you and I are up so close to it. Sometimes we forget that maybe our listener doesn't know.
0: Yeah. Well, advanced placement, AP, schools that have that, you know, the college board owns and runs the program. And it's about advanced placement. It's about equity and access and giving students opportunities to take a college level course in high school with one of the teachers. The the teachers of their high school will be the one teaching the class. So it's a predetermined curriculum. It's been approved. It has a set. It's an apples to apples experience
1: for students. No matter where you are going no to No matter school, where you are. Because mm-hmm. you're in Philadelphia. I'm in Cincinnati. Mm-hmm. So if you're taking AP Chem, the college knows that, hey, these kids did the same curriculum. They yeah. took the same test and scored. So we can compare them apples to apples. Apples to apples.
0: So that's Which is actually one
1: of the things that the college is like, right? They love it. They yeah. love
0: it for that. And most high school guidance counselors and college counselors will agree that it's the easiest thing to be defined. You know, you're able to see it. Any of you, and I encourage all of you, and one of our best tips ever is to look at your School of Records curriculum guide. Download it, read it. All about AP, you'll see the list. Every school you can find out, Lisa and I, you and I can Google any school in the country and probably pull up what the AP offerings that they have.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think we need to, Really point out like your high school may not have the same list of available advanced placement courses as another high school. Some high schools don't have any, some have just a few, some have, I don't know anybody that has all of them. but there's maybe
0: one of our listeners can challenge us and let us know if someone does
1: <laughs> yeah really there's more than a there's yeah. more than two dozen possible courses and they've been adding to the list so i hate to That's give right. them the number because by the time somebody listens to this there could be another announcement of an yeah. a new AP course AP pre-calc was new well today yeah this year we've got our a new one going on right now mm-hmm. exactly so okay so advanced placement it's standardized nationally There is a test at the end. We should probably talk about that. Yes, that students need to,
0: it's something that you have to pay for and they're scored from one to five. And And the easiest way to describe it, there are exceptions. And this is why knowing the rules and what colleges want and what your schools offer is the test scores are given either a one, a two, a three, a four, or a five. And you obviously fours and fives are the most coveted Um, numbers that you want to be receiving because that assures the college that you have passed the class and can do college level work. So
1: interesting. I want to say something about those fours and fives. I've seen kids not get like straight A's in their class Mm -hmm. on their report card affecting their GPA. Although that's a weighted, you know, that would give them a weight on that, but still get a four or five on the test. And so because there's different teachers, different quality of teachers from school Mm -hmm. to school. So that's why that it's really not your grade in the class, which, yes, it'll affect your GPA. But the score on the test that's going to show if you've mastered college level work in that subject area. That's right. And so right
0: now you can look at, you know, colleges will let you know what they will accept. So you can look at a school like, for example, I'm going to use Lehigh. I'm in Pennsylvania. I'm using that school because it is a selective school. But let's say your student is taking AP Calc. They are not going to give you credit for it unless you have a five at Lehigh. And they will give you the credits for one class. But you still have to take if you're going to go into engineering, you still have to take the class when you get there. Now, other schools, let's say you take. You, you know, you take um, AP lit, pay literature. Schools may take anywhere from a three, four or five. And it you test out of, you get credits toward your English or your general education requirements. So this is where knowing, you know, beginning with the end in mind, what your schools of interest are looking for. Now, one of the things I think we should say, Lisa, is that the highest level or AP, um, excuse me, Ivy League schools, there are a select group of schools that do not take advanced placement, nor do they take dual enrollment credits. And I just want to say for the record, I think families need to know this because when you look at those schools, they will have a disclaimer that says, we feel that this is preparation for our programs. So it's not good or bad. It's not right or wrong. It's just being in the driver's seat.
1: Yeah, I think, you know, this goes back to, I always am preaching, be a good consumer. and Mm -hmm. Yes, it is about the money, but it's just being wise. It's about asking the questions, doing your homework, um, not waiting until that summer going into senior year or fall of the senior year to finalize that college list. Because if you're doing a really good job of it, you're asking the right questions and you're going to know... Oh, this group of colleges, you know, they're generous maybe, or they, Mm -hmm. this group over here admits by major, this group of colleges on my list are very generous with AP and dual enrollment credit, which might save me money or time in college. So I know we're talking about AP versus dual enrollment, but I think what you just said is another piece of the puzzle of driving home, being prepared, being smart, taking the time to learn about the colleges and their policies. Um, It does make me think of we've got a college list building tutorial available and it's just, it's four short videos, four worksheets to help parents guide them on figuring these type of things out. Mm -hmm. Um, If people want that, I'll put it in the show notes, but it's at flourishcoachingco.com forward slash list. And it's a tutorial on how to build a good college list. So, Okay, so that's great information about AP. Let's talk about dual enrollment. So also, it's for students who are ready for college-level work, but I'll let you lead with how it's a little bit different. So dual enrollment, I think what our listeners
0: should know is that each state runs their own dual, like most states will have a dual enrollment faction or information on that. But dual enrollment is taking a college level course. And for most of our, you know, students in high school, they will be taking the course at their high school, again, sanctioned by the college. However, there are also times that a student could go physically to a local school if it's close by. I have that, you know, a lot of students in my town in, you know, suburban Philadelphia, where they can attend on campus. So some students will get the opportunity to see what it's like to be on a college campus and take an entry-level course, which is fantastic. And then the third level, which is slightly rarer, is doing them online and getting credit. But the key, Lisa, as you know, is knowing what your school district offers sanction. And has available to you. So, looking on the website and to find out what's available. And my school district just started a brand new one with Temple University, which is Philadelphia, is about 30 miles away from us. They are actually offering a dual enrollment this year, brand new, that I would not have known unless I read about it. And also, um, one of my neighbors told me about it as well. So, I looked it up is a Temple professor will be. Driving to Downingtown, Pennsylvania to deliver a class on sports management. Wow, it is, is amazing. Many, many people want to learn about this career and they may or may not know exactly what it means. So they're doing this dual thing. And then if somebody applies to Temple and enrolls in Temple, they will already be on their way. And so, it's also just knowing the courses, the credits, what's accepted. That's all super, super important.
1: So going back to that example, I want to make sure our listeners know that's very rare most colleges are not sending a professor to your campus but what they're instead doing is they're typically training one of your Mm -hmm. classroom teachers from your high school that has a master's degree in their area in their content area Mm -hmm. and then giving them the curriculum so that they can deliver what the students would get on the college campus but just during their high school days so that's a, I just wanted to say that's a super rare one. You know, my son, um, who's now 25. So this was a long time ago. Uh, when he was in high school, he got the university of Cincinnati, had some engineering classes there in their first two engineering, general engineering courses, mm-hmm. in his high school, one of his high school math teachers was certified to teach that. So Great. he was earning credit from the university of Cincinnati and, got his high school credit. So that's what the dual and dual enrollment means is you're getting both your high school credit and your college credit. And it was interesting. He ultimately did not attend Cincinnati. It was one of his final schools that he was interested in, but he went to another state flagship out of state. And they accepted one of those two classes for credit. So it got him out of one class his freshman year, one of his engineering courses. However, had he gone to Cincinnati or any other Ohio public university, it would have gotten him out of two classes. Right. So it doesn't always, I mean, it's like you're saying, do your homework because it's it's, just because you take the class doesn't mean it's going to be accepted at every college that you apply to. Right, so let's
0: talk about Lisa, the dual enrollment, how colleges look at that. So they are thrilled and think it's wonderful that you've had this experience, you have more confidence, you're coming in. However, they can't always discern the rigor of each individual class. Now, that being said, sometimes, when you mention University of Cincinnati or we have Temple or wherever the courses are, sometimes state flagships who get to know certain high schools and see patterns the admissions people might know more details about what the students are doing, but this is why you have to think about where you're applying and the choices that you're making and why you're choosing to do what you're doing. Because I get that question, I'm sure you do all the time. Should I take AP or should I do the dual enrollment English? What do you think? And so I always wanna say, where are you applying to college? What does your list look like? Where do you think you're going to be going? And also the cost I wanted to throw in there that APs have a standard cost, whereas dual enrollment can vary. I will say that it's in general between 100 and 500 per class if we had to put a generalized number on it.
1: And in some states, I mean, here in Ohio, it's free,
0: which is wonderful.
1: And Ohio, I wish they wouldn't do this. They confuse it because they call it college credit plus.
0: Yeah. And it's really
1: just for my Ohio listeners, it's the same thing. It is for dual enrollment. Right. For sure. So there is, you know, this brings up, it's interesting. So you've got, you know, the dual enrollment, the advanced placement, and advanced placement being standardized. I had a previous guest on and it was episode 18, how to get freshman year for free. And this is with Modern States. And mm-hmm. David Weiss was uh, telling us how through the CLEP exam, yes, you actually can also earn college credit and Modern States pays for students to take the CLEP exam. Um, I'm gonna drop it in the show notes because one of the strategies he talked about to further, to your point, if you're trying to get like through school faster, like, Oh, I want to graduate in three and a half years, Mm -hmm. or you want to in, and part of that strategy is because you just want to save money on school. Then as you think about that, let's try to get all ways that we could get the credit. So David's program says, we'll pay for you to take the CLEP exam. And then, you you know, take it right after you take your AP exam, take it right after you finish your dual enrollment course, or just use our program to prep. And, and it doesn't even have to accompany something that you're doing in the classroom, because these are all ways of getting college credit while you're right. still in high school. Exactly. And that's, that's such the key
0: is knowing what's expected and what's available both at your high school level, you know, where you're attending your secondary school, and then knowing what is accepted at your post-secondary, your college. And when you have all those pieces, can't emphasize it enough, is to know what, what is available to you and the choices you make. In admissions, and when I worked as an admissions officer at the University of New Hampshire, when we read students' applications, it's what did this student do with the opportunities that were available to them. That is the question in their mind. And they have the school profile, they can see what's available. And when they read your student's transcript, they are always thinking what was available, what choices did they make and why have they done what they have done? And when well, that's, you start becoming clear on that, it yeah. can make a huge difference.
1: Well, that's reassuring for any listener who goes, whoa, 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 my school district only offers four AP classes. And I hear about kids who took Mm -hmm. six, seven or eight while they were still in high school and that colleges love that you are not penalized for not taking an AP class that your school doesn't offer. And I might add, you know, students have the option of taking the AP exam without having taken having taken the AP class. That's so right. So you could self-study, you could do the Modern States program. Mm-hmm. Um so you can go take that exam at a different high school maybe that's offering it, ask in your area who maybe has an opportunity for that. And gosh, maybe you self-studied and you were really intellectually curious and you were taking the right action and you scored a 4 on AP right. US History then that looks fantastic that colleges go like, wow, go get them. Like Mm
0: -hmm.
1: you're you're working extra hard and you didn't have to do it. And you showed that you had mastered the curriculum, even though you didn't take the class. Right.
0: And also you reminded me of one other thing is sometimes and some of this will happen for some of our listeners. Sometimes you can do AP and dual enrollment. I don't think, I'll just say for the record, I'm happy to put this on the record, is that colleges don't expect you to take every single AP class. They
1: do not.
0: It, you know, if you choose maybe a dual enrollment, that, like let's say you live in Downingtown, Pennsylvania with me, and you take the sports management temple dual enrollment, but yet you still take your AP Calc, that is a great example of somebody who's mixing and matching to
1: their benefit. And I would say to their ability, colleges also didn't expect yes. that you're going to take AP and dual enrollment in every subject area. Yeah. Even if you're capable, that workload is probably too heavy for most students to handle you know this is something um megan rose and i talked about Mm -hmm. on episode 69 the ins and outs of ap courses yeah that we had i think we dropped that like last may but it's episode 69 we'll put it in the show notes but um the expect don't overdo it right do what fits you might be taking a college prep class in social studies an ap class in science And that dual enrollment, fantastic elective opportunity or something like that, Julie, that you just mentioned, Mm -hmm. round it out in what fits for your student. And, you know, I'm also going to say, like, don't be afraid to try. Right.
0: Don't be afraid to try. Don't be afraid to explore that. I think at the base level for APs and dual enrollment, it's about exploration. These are the areas that our students can really explore their interests more,
1: particularly their academic interests. Well, and you know, Mm -hmm. this is one of the ways that we teach in the course. We teach six different types of curated experiences Mm -hmm. that, that aids students in figuring out what their future college major and career path should be. And this is this is a way to, to do that. So this has been fantastic, Julie. Thanks for coming on again. You, My pleasure. I now I'll be having you back. I for hope sure. so. We talk every single week. You are active inside our course, helping our students. Keep doing the great work, Julie. Yeah, well, thank you. It's always a
0: pleasure. And I hope everyone takes advantage of all this great info. <laughs>
1: Thank you to Julie Spack for sharing her insights and helping us navigate the choices between AP courses and dual enrollment. Because you're not leaving here with one answer and this is not a one-size-fits-all, you aren't going to be able to make a final decision. But we've got an important college-bound challenge. Grab your teen's high school course catalog and sit down with your teen to go over it. This can be found on your school website, typically year round. So dive into the options that are available for next year and maybe even be thinking about the year beyond that and discuss what courses might be the best fit. Consider your team's interests, their future college major, goals, and workload balance. It's a great opportunity to bond and plan for their future. Parents, remember, these decisions play a big role in your teen's academic journey. Your support and involvement are key. This is one that we don't wanna just leave to them. So thanks for tuning in. Remember to follow us for more insights and tips on guiding your college-bound teen to both college and career clarity.